welcome to Shrink Wrap, a podcast where Fran and Becky give proper respect to various mental health and wellness topics while adding in a little bit of smart assery that they just can't seem to contain. This podcast cannot and does not constitute therapy advice. However, we do hope that you find the information we share with you helpful and entertaining. Please be advised that this podcast discusses topics that can be sensitive to some listeners. Use appropriate discretion. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Shrink Wrap. We're glad you're joining us today. Um, April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And so um, normally Fran does our little factoid at the beginning of the episode, but I have some sexual assault prevention tips that if it's okay with you, I'd like to share. I I don't know. Okay. I I guess if if you must, whatever. I think you need to hear these. So sexual, there's only eight of them. So you can, it shouldn't be too much for you to follow along with. Um, How to avoid sexual assault. Number one, do not put drugs in people's drinks. That seems reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Number two, when somebody is walking by themselves, leave them alone. I like it. I like it. Yep. Number three, if you pull over to help somebody whose car is broken down, remember not to sexually assault them. Good tip. Seems doable. And Brody, if any of these, you know, from a man's uh, standpoint seem challenging, just, you know, please chime in and let me know if it's unreasonable. Apparently in in 2020 here, I've been missing a lot. There's all kinds of like sexual assault that I didn't know. I don't know how people have time for all this stuff, but it's, uh, I mean, this all seems straightforward to me, but maybe I'm woke. I don't know. You probably don't apply yourself when you could. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Number four, if you're in an elevator and someone gets in, don't sexually assault them. Number five, when you encounter someone who is asleep, the safest course of action is to not sexually assault them. Never creep into someone's home through an unlocked door, window, or spring out at them from between parked cars and uh, sexually assault them. Use the buddy system. If it's inconvenient for you to stop yourself from sexually assaulting someone, ask a trusted friend to accompany you at all times. So it's like, yeah, I love this. Yeah, let's use the buddy system. Mm-hmm. And then finally, carry a whistle. This one's my favorite. Carry mm-hmm. a carry a rape whistle. And if you find that you're about to sexually assault someone, blow the whistle until someone comes along and stops you. So those are my tips. I love that finally we're putting the responsibility upon the person who is perpetrating. Um, I love that. What a novel thought. What a novel thought. Let's like, let's have the perpetrators have some responsibility. Mm -hmm. Well, with that being said, we have our very first guest today. I am beyond thrilled to welcome Gina Karst. She is the executive director of Safe Harbor here in Aberdeen. Um, Correct me if I completely butcher this, Gina. Um, They, you guys are a facility full of staff people that help people who are um, experiencing sexual assault, domestic violence, rape, um, any of things that they just might need some support, some guidance, some shelter. Yes. And you've been doing this for like 11 years. 11 years I've been there. Yeah. And I'm a fangirl. Um, you're fabulous at that. Your staff is fabulous. I never have any trouble referring anybody to your office because I know they're going to be handled with respect mm-hmm. and given care. And you guys Keep are their dignity. You yeah. guys are phenomenal. Yes, absolutely. We appreciate you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. So we're just happy you explain to, that very well. Happy to have you here with us today. Thank you. I, I, I'm glad I get to be the first one for you guys because I, I love you guys. So, so 
we are so, so happy you're here, really. Welcome. Thank you very Welcome. much. And so I wanted to start out today with some of the myths, but one thing that I also want to touch on at some point is helping us as providers about when should we actually tell one of our clients you need to go to Safe Harbor, because I think a lot of us are iffy about that, mm-hmm. so that would be helpful. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I hear a lot about is like, well, what if the woman or the man is just making it up and they just are doing it for retribution or whatever? How often does that happen? The the percentage is really low. It's like two to eight um, percent. Seriously? Yeah, it's very low. And, and it's it's really rare. So the best thing that anybody can do is somebody tells you that they've been sexually assaulted. Just believe them and then and be a support person for them. The you're not going to do any damage by just being a support person and, and believing them and, and helping them. It doesn't mean that anybody needs to report to law enforcement. It doesn't need, mean that they have to go to, um, go to the hospital, do a rape kit. It just means that they need some kind of support and they need you to care about them. And maybe that is going and getting, you know, maybe suggesting we, you need to get in some therapy. Um, you know, cause that really is ultimately what any victim needs is to get into therapy because I mean, it, all the things. It, all the things. Yeah. It's all there. So one of the things that we've talked about in previous episodes is when you're not sure what to say, just say, what can I do to help? Would you say that that could also work in this situation? If somebody yep. says, hey, I was assaulted, you could say, okay, what do you need from me? Yep. How can I best support you? Yeah. How can I support you? How can I How can I make this process easier for you and, and how we can help for your healing? So maybe coming in and saying, you know what you need to do? We're going to call the cops and then we're going to go to Safe Harbor and then mm-hmm. we're going to go burn the person's house down. You know, mm-hmm. So that might not always be helpful. No, that's okay. not helpful at all because I mean, a victim really, it just makes it more traumatic for them Okay, because it really needs to ultimately be their decision. And you yeah. don't want to take that right away from them. You, you need that to be their decision. And I can see where people would think that is helpful. You know, like, sure. let's, let's just go and, you know, just go nuts on the person and, mm-hmm. and let's do a bunch of social media posts about how they're a rapist or whatever, right. or whatever it might be. Right. And so you're saying, no, just how can I help? Yep. Just be a okay. support. That's all. Okay. little clarity. Yes. So are you talking about victims that are 18 and older specifically? W- that are sexually assaulted? Yes. No. I mean, from childhood to adulthood. Yeah. I mean, so if anybody age, says that to you. Yes. Always support. Oh, always, no. always. Oh, okay. what? But, well, what I'm saying is because when you said we can't force them to report oh, it, yes. right? Right, right. Yes. So if we get, like, if I get somebody in my office that's under the age of 18 right. and they're reporting sexual assault as a mandatory reporter, mm-hmm. I have to tell them, I'm sorry, I right. have to report right. this. Right, right. Okay. So, yes, that good clarification. So, yes, if it's a child that comes to you and says, someone that's under 18 and says that they've been sexually assaulted, it needs to be reported because, yeah, they, they cannot give... They cannot get consent. Well, right. If you're 16. <laughs> right. Because, you know, 16 is thing. very mature. But yeah, we'll get into that in a moment. Yeah. 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 So here's another one I want to talk about, because um, especially when I worked at Northern, I heard this a lot, but I've heard it a lot over the years, period. And that is, well, um, and I'm going to always I'm going to talk about men being the perpetrator, because I think that's more often than not, not to say that it doesn't happen where women are perpetrators, Correct. but just for the sake of time. Um, well, she was drunk and she was dressed like a slut and you could see her nipples through her shirt. And so what did she think was going to happen? Like, yeah, I can't she believe she, for I it. can't believe she's calling this rape or assault. Yeah, I mean, that is not, it is never the person's fault, the victim. It's not their right. fault. It's the, you know, if, if someone is dressed provocatively or they're acting provocatively, it does not mean that they're saying, I want this to happen to me. It just, that just must be the way that they like to dress and act. Okay. So whatever, 
accept that, but don't be, don't be a perpetrator. Exactly. Don't, don't rape. So I'm going to jump in as the walking pop culture reference that I am. Um, have you guys seen Promising Young Woman? I did watch it. Yes, I did. I have never seen it. You need really? to watch oh, it. Oh, you have to. Oh, yeah. my God. Is it Netflix? Oh, Amazon. It's You just rent it anywhere yeah. you want to rent movies. But yeah. it's, uh, oh, look at you all prepared with notes I'm about a, Promising well, you Young know Woman. I'm Fran's got like it printed so out here. here. It so it's a story about a woman who who dresses up slutty and then goes out to bars and acts really drunk and then gets taken home. And then she assaults the, the men, or at least just like scares the shit out of them so that they don't, you mean like she physically assaults them, not sexually? Correct. Or, or, yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Or, yeah. Yes. Okay. Because she had a, a friend in med school who was like gang oh. raped. And so now she's like going like in this vigilante uh, streak Crazy. to go. Yeah. Well, I'll have to watch it's that. It's a great very, movie. Very, very good. It's up for Oscars this year. But okay. It's, it's so phenomenal. now we have a different read on it because I didn't see her as assaulting them. What she was doing is she was feigning drunk and then they're taking advantage of her when she's going, stop, stop. But they keep pushing and then she absolutely becomes 100% sober and yeah. scares the hell out of them because they're assuming that oh, I think she's, she kicked a couple of asses too. I that's the impression I got that yeah. she, she kicked did? a couple asses. That's but, the impression I got too. Like, I mean, she didn't put him in the hospital or anything, but But she got physical with him. I believe so, yeah. Okay. Not that we're saying you should get physical with somebody, but she did in this movie and But it, it it's paints a really good picture of what it, what the situation could be like. Right. Um, but then also, yeah, the the scenes where she, you know, they go back to his apartment and she's like, no, what are you doing? Like, stop, what are you doing? And then she'll go, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. Well, like, was, I thought we were having a good time. Right? right. And that's, I mean, that's how visceral it is. And it's mm-hmm. really, it, it paints a really and cool I goosebumps picture. goosebumps because even before they get to that point, there were a couple of scenes and I'm not going to give, I mean, it's just generically where she's looking drunk. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then these guys are like, boy, that chick over there, she's really effed up. Like, Dude, yeah, and he's like, I don't know. Should, yeah, you totally should. Like, oh. she is messed up. Go do your thing. Oh my and gosh. it's like, ew. Totally praying. So you don't the, feel bad for the guy when no. they, yeah. On the meta level of it, they get all these like classically good guys to play the bad guys, right? They get like McLovin from, uh, from, whatever movie McLovin was in and they get uh, like Max Greenfield, super bad. bad, Thank you. Uh, Max Greenfield and Adam Brody and like all these guys who are like wholesome good guys, but they're the ones. And and I think, I think they're, they did that on purpose to be like, it's, you know, to, yeah. to show that it could, I mean, it could happen to anybody. And so. it was hard yep. to watch because Max Greenfield, for those of you who don't know, is Schmidt on, on New, New Girl. Girl. And I love, I love Schmidt. Him. And Adam, Adam Brody was on the OC. Yeah. Anyone OC? No. no. Am I the only one? You are oh, the only one. Oh, man. He was, he's a heartthrob on the OC that takes oh me back to God. college. <laughs> yes, but it also All right, get brings, back to your academic talk. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, one more thing, but it also brings up the fact that when she went to the med school administration, how they tried to cover oh, it up and bury oh, it. Mm-hmm. So the other documentary I want to recommend is The Hunting Ground, which is based on this true story of two girls at college that were date raped and how they filed Title IX. Is that mm-hmm. the accurate yep. thing? Um, complaints against the university. <laughs> highly recommended. I mean, anybody wow. that has daughters going to college, mm-hmm. I really think it's a must watch. The Hunting yeah. Ground. The Hunting Ground. Yeah, that is yeah. A, that is a great documentary. I have watched that one. Okay. Yeah. Safe Harbor sponsored a movie night we at did. the Aberdeen Theater. <gasps> we so watch that. Yep. Yep. A few How years ago. Miss these things. I must I live know. under a rock. I think you were even working at Northern at that time. <laughs> oh, so and that I think was, we kind of partied oh, with. That was more than a couple of years ago then. Oh. <laughs> Okay, then 
never mind. <laughs> never mind. Maybe it wasn't. Who it was knows? A years ago, yeah. So. <laughs> but I definitely have it written down. I'm definitely going to check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what about the victim didn't say no? So that means they wanted it. You, you know, a person doesn't have to say no. Yes, ideally in this world, yeah, we want to be able to say, no, I don't want to do this. But sometimes a victim is scared in that moment that they can't get the word out. Mm-hmm. Like if you're ha- getting together with somebody and they're not responding in some kind of way of like they're enjoying it or that they are, um, you know, they're touching you back or anything like that. Or maybe they're pushing you away. Yeah. That could pushing be a, you away. could be a subtle hint. Crying. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are maybe some good signs of saying, yeah, I got to stop here. Yeah. I don't think this person is really comfortable with it. I, you know, and that, this is a hard one because I know we have worked with law enforcement before and the victim hasn't said no. And that's been the thing that we've heard from them. Like, well, they, they didn't say no. So, right. well, I mean, yes, that still means that. Yeah. Everything else, their body language, everything else was telling that perpetrator, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because just because they didn't kick or scream or yell or do anything does not mean that they accept it. They were scared. Well, they and, also didn't say yes. Exactly. Right. exactly. They did not give consent. Well, and I think it's important to understand the fight, flight, or freeze response. Right. So it's exactly. not just fight or flight, it's freeze. Mm-hmm. And that's where you are immobilized mm-hmm. because you are so afraid. Right. And and there are times where we've, I mean, statistically, victims that have been sexually assaulted in their past are likely to get to be sexually assaulted again. Right. Um, and a lot of that it has to do because of their, I mean, they're just maybe some mental things that they didn't address ever. Yeah. And then they, you know, they get into this situation and they don't know what to do. And then it winds up happening again. And th- again, they freeze because they, now they're having flashbacks of everything that happened to them in their past. So it's just, you know, it, it's better that if, if anybody, could you just ask them, like, do you want to have sex? Do you want to touch me here? Do you want me to touch you there? Like anything yeah. like that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with just asking that person. I mean, that's part of respect and that's part of being mature enough to be able to handle what you're getting into. And well, it's that's part of it. parenting to sit your kids down yeah. and be like, okay, let's just talk about what consent is. Right. Because, I mean, let's be real. A lot of adults can't read body language, let alone teenagers mm, right. that are 16, 17 years old. I'm not making excuses for anybody, but I think pointing those specific body language signs to them and saying, you need to verbally ask them, are you comfortable with what's going on? Mm-hmm. Do you want me to do, like you said, the specific? I think that's so important to talk about in terms of parenting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. I also, and maybe this is just me being cynical, but I don't see a lot of parents having that talk. They Mm -hmm. don't want to talk about sex, let alone consent. Right, because they just want to hope their kids never, ever do it. Yeah. Well, maybe they didn't clean their 21-year-old's room last night, but I cleaned mine. I'm not getting into details. That's just (laughs) enough right there. Well, and you know, in talking about consent, um, there was, if there's any legislators listening right now. As they should be. They should, Mm because we're awesome. Because um, (laughs) there was was an attempt to get a bill passed that, a change in the law to add in um, what consent is, give the def- definition of what consent is, not Webster's definition, right? but an actual definition of like, what is consent? Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't pass. 
And I don't know the reasons behind that, but, um, well, because people can just be in charge of themselves and they should just know. Right. Yes. That's probably very Sorry. true. Did I, I get cynical again? I don't know. That's so unlike nice, you. I had a nice lunch. I'm happy. I don't know where this yeah. is coming from. <laughs> I brought you opera cake. You brought me opera cake. Okay. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to yes, have some, no, that, have some the cake. Opera cake. Yeah. Annoy my smacking. <laughs> but I mean, so just anybody out there, like next year when legislation comes around, Please watch out for that because we really need something because there was a case in, I think it was Hennepin County, mm-hmm. where the jury... Um, Which would be Sioux Falls, South Dakota? Yes. No, that's Minnehaha. What's Hennepin? Oh, no, Minnehaha. It was Minnehaha because oh, okay. it was Sioux Falls area. Okay. Um, but they there was a jury trial and um, the jury asked the judge for a definition of what consent was and he just gave them the Webster's Dictionary and told the definition. And so based off of that, they decided that Oof, it wasn't, you know. They, so Webster's Dictionary is saying that you have to say no. Is that what you're saying or no? I, I don't I don't honestly know what they're saying. Okay. But it, it just, I guess I haven't even looked up the dang definition. Okay. That's okay. Really I just wondered. I just know it's but, useless. So yeah. Yeah. In, this, right. in this regard. Be, be, yeah, because it's, it doesn't give the clear definition of saying like, you know, intoxication. Right. I mean, because they were both, mm-hmm. both parties were intoxicated. But, you know, you also look at if there was an intoxicated person driving a car, don't right. they get a DUI? Right. They but there again, you go, it's if, if it's above 0.08. So then maybe if they did, right. I don't know. Yeah. And that varies between states too. So in some states, if the person is intoxicated, legally mm-hmm. intoxicated, then they are unable to give consent. Correct. And if you have sex with them, it's uh, against Correct. the law. Mm-hmm. And in addition, if some people are developmentally delayed and they're Correct. cognitively incapable of giving consent, in some states, it's against the law. Mm-hmm. These are not universal laws. They're not. So I think the... The one definition I found which uh, could get a jury into trouble is compliance in or approval of what is done or proposed by another. Mm-hmm. So if you're not saying no, then it's assumed compliance. Right. Or they did it with me. So mm-hmm. that yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you for that. Yes. Thank you, Brody. Not a problem. And I think that segues nice, nicely into the next thing that I've heard a lot of, um, especially. And I guess I should be. I, I was an advocate for Safe Harbor for a lot of years, and then I was on their board of directors. Um, but this is something that we would try to educate on. People were like, well, they were married or mm-hmm. they're living together or they're engaged or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So it, you can't sexually assault somebody that you're in a relationship with. Well, you sure can. Absolutely. <laughs> you sure can, but you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're definitely that. I mean, that is something that we've heard. I mean, I've heard from victims when you're when we're working with them and they'll talk about, you know, an assault that happened where they physically assaulted them and then they went on to sexually assault them. And then it's, you know, but then they even the victim is like, but we're married. So mm-hmm. it was probably OK. Well, n- no, it's not OK. If you were not giving consent, no matter what, if you're not giving consent married to this person or not, yep, you didn't want it. Mm-hmm. Or I, I think, too, I've had um, people over the years, more than one, say to me um, while I was sleeping and maybe they take a sleep aid or maybe they were just really tired and then they wake up and their husband is having sex with them mm-hmm. and they felt violated. Mm-hmm. And again, um, if that is something you don't care about and you've communicated that, hey, if I'm sleeping and you want to do it with me anyway, I'm down with that, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you haven't yeah. communicated that, <laughs> then I think the husband should maybe try to wake 
you up or the boyfriend. Sometimes your sarcasm goes like it's going to the cliff and then poo, it just jumps right over. Always. It's like, always. Oh, oh my God. That was a good one. But Thank yeah. Thank you. Okay. I liked it. You don't know that people aren't into that. Don't be judgy. Okay. Yeah. That's true. Just like some people are consent into dead bodies. Is consent, I guess. Fran. Yeah, I, know. I mean, can, we just talked about it. If it's consenting between so two if adults. So I say then... to Jim, listen, the only time I want to do it is if I'm dead asleep. <laughs> You mean when game. you told Jim that or if I... <laughs> oh my God. I know we're terrible. But the point is, I communicated it. I didn't just wake up. Okay. I think I'm blushing. I know oh, you are. Right. I'm, hot. I'm taking my coat off. Oh my God. I just think about Jim and this is what seriousness though it is really important to know that just because you're in love or whatever living together whatever it might be they don't get to just have sex with you right it consent 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 okay and one of the myths that kind of surprised me but you know when you hire sex workers male or female or whatever i didn't think consent was a thing with that because you're like i'm hiring you so thereby i'm getting your consent if you agree to my Well, but I mean, a sex worker is making that choice. That's what they, they chose that they work in that field of giving sexual gratification, whatever that is. So yes, then they are giving that consent. But if they have a pimp or some, or, you know, it's being trafficked in whatever name language that they use for being trafficked, um, there, it is not their consent. They have to do it there. They have no choice. Yeah. Well, and I'm also thinking too, like, mm-hmm. let's just say somebody is a sex worker and, a, you know, somebody comes up to them and says, Hey, 25 bucks for oral sex. And then they do that. But then the person goes on to, um, you know, have vaginal intercourse with them. Well, Forces they didn't, it. Yeah. Right. They didn't consent to that right. part. Right. And so I, maybe I'm wrong, but I think, um, a sex worker has every right to consider that sexual assault or exactly. rape. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They can. And, and, you know, and that's, it becomes really difficult, I think, for, I, I mean, bet people don't want to believe them at all. It's like, well, you chose this work, deal with it. Right. Exactly. But, you know, again, we got to go back to, we got to believe because and really we'll, that just, can we just allow anybody to have dignity, please? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody deserves a little dignity. Right. Mm-hmm. No matter what their choice is. Do you right. see a lot of sex workers in this area? I, no, I have not seen any i mean i, I know they're say, i know i know they're, they're there yeah and um whether anybody has admitted it to me sure mm-hmm. that's i i have not had that definitely right. have had assumptions yeah mm-hmm. but i have not had anybody admit it to me and the and the trafficking is here i mean mm-hmm. no it's not <laughs> no <laughs> it's not i don't know if you know this but it's only down like in southern california right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. not here at all <laughs> What yeah. about your favorite Stranger Danger? I uh, hate Stranger Danger. Mm-hmm. How about how about um, No No Square? No No Square. Oh God! Do we have to <laughs> sing this? Let's do it. Okay. Ready? Hey now, don't touch me there. This is my No No Square. Oh my God! Yeah, I've never and it goes from chest to mid thigh. That's okay, your No No Square. You know, I was thinking about that because you know how I am. I think about it afterwards, and I'm like, okay, but the No No Square is leaving out stuff in the. Mm-hmm. Or, well, maybe I mean? it just means this whole part of my body. From it's a no-no like, cube. Like the my, no-no cube. My there you torso, go. My but torso. that doesn't rhyme. So I don't know. we got to come up with something. <laughs> that's on, that's on yeah. you. But you know what? Okay, let me give you an example okay. of this. And don't 
hate me on this because I'm really, really old. So when my daughter was little, at at that time, Stranger Danger Mm -hmm. was acceptable, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was teaching her that. We were in a store in the mall. And I'm checking out and I'm watching her. And then I turn around and this creepy looking individual is talking to her. And I'm like, Mm. come here, come here, Camille, come here. And I grab her hand and he like goes away. And then I get down to her level. I'm like, what have we talked about? Did you know this person? We talked. We don't talk to strangers. She said, he's not a stranger. His name is Joe. And I think that's right? probably where we get into trouble with yes. that. Yes. So she thought if I know his name, he's mm-hmm. not a stranger. Aye. Right. Right. Yep. That's why we don't teach stranger danger. It is not the thing. A child is more likely to be sexually abused at a family reunion mm-hmm. than they are by a stranger. So just teach your kids that you can, you know, you can have your choice of whether you want to be touched or not touched on your, you know, if you want to hug and you don't, or you don't want to hug, then don't give a hug. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. allow your child to make that decision and and you support them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as an adult, if a child doesn't want to hug you, um, just get over yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes they're, they're kids. They just may not want to hug Mm -hmm. and that's okay. And you know, had a nap yet. Yeah, or maybe they're hungry. I don't want to hug when I'm hungry. If they get that kind of strength and knowing that they have that choice Mm -hmm. as children, and then when they grow up and they get into college or whatever, and they get into a situation where they're really uncomfortable, they are they know that they can stop this because they've practiced it, and they that you know it just helps them to build that self esteem to know how to control a situation that they don't want to be in. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Um, and Fran kind of touched on this, but let's talk about people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. I think they're a very vulnerable population. They're twice the time, two times more likely to oh. be sexually assaulted than a person without disabilities. That's terrible. And um, so, I mean, and whatever, you know, depending, you know, depending on whatever disability, I mean, sometimes it's nonverbal and they, they can't yeah. say, I think you, yeah, you said that earlier. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's really scary um, because then how do they get support? Right. And without a caretaker that is really taking care of them. Right. Um, and knowing what to do to, to, to help them. And it's, yeah. And a lot scary. of that, what I've seen in my practice is people with developmental disabilities that are able to go on social media. They are super vulnerable to being mm-hmm. pulled into meeting yeah. people and thinking they're in a real, a true, true relationship with somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is such a vulnerable population. So as parents or caretakers, you really have to monitor what's going on in social media. Yes. Absolutely. And one thing, I, you know, I always say this to all parents, do not let your child take any of their electronics into their bedroom and, and be able to do their homework in their bedroom mm-hmm. or in a private place. Be, have it in the kitchen. Kitchen is usually the most high traffic area of the house. Yeah. Put they're going to set up their laptop or whatever, in, or a tablet, whatever it is, in the kitchen so that you can be monitoring. You mm-hmm. don't have to stand over their shoulder, but every once in a while, you're just going to kind of walk by and you're going to see something. Mm-hmm. And if they're acting kind of weird, like, oh, close out screen, right. you better question it, right. <laughs> what they're doing. And, I mean, and having that conversation with the kids, like, it's not that I don't trust you. I don't trust the people out there. Exactly. That's what we don't trust. Well, and I remember when my oldest was in middle school, um, they had, she'd gone over to a friend's house and they had posted a, just a dorky dance video to YouTube. Right. Mm-hmm. And so a couple my, myself and another parent, we just kind of lost our crap over it. Cause they're like, no, absolutely not. Like, and she's like, no mom, it's okay. We have this fake profile and we don't say where we're from. And I said, but do you see the big Aberdeen central golden Eagles flag in the <laughs> um. background? <laughs> 
because I guarantee you every perpetrator out there is going to know better than the FBI Mm -hmm. how to figure out where you girls are at. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, oh, and we're like, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Frick's sake. Kids. Kids. I know it. It's it's scary, though. What's out there right Mm -hmm. now? I think everybody should make their kids of a certain age watch. I think it was Dateline or 60 Minutes where they basically pretended like somebody is the... Uh, they say they're, uh, the guy says he's of underage, like maybe he's 18 or under and he's talking to a girl that's underage and he's like, Oh, I want to meet you. She's like, well, my parents are going to be out of town. And it was like guy after guy, after guy, after guy that would show up. They're all over 18. They all have condoms in their glove compartment and the 60 minutes guy can't keep up with the doorbell ringing. And then the police show up and it's like. Kids need to see these people who they say they are online are not who they are at all. Exactly. I know our youngest just went to Rapid City a couple of weekends ago for state class B boys basketball. And she went with friends and they stayed um, with a friend's relative. But I told her before she went, I said, you guys are never to go anywhere alone. Like, you know, even to the bathroom. I want to make sure you guys are always in a group. And she's, you know, rolling her eye. I mean, she's a great kid, but she's a teenager. Mm -hmm. And I said, you need to understand that there's a lot of sex trafficking that takes place in Rapid City. And so it takes maybe half a second to get Mm -hmm. you separated and get you in the back of a car and you're gone forever. Mm -hmm. And then she went off on some teenage like rant. And then I looked at my husband and I said, they really would bring her back. (laughs) 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 Okay. This one's got a mouth on her. (laughs) And she goes, I'm telling you, they would mom, (laughs) but it's just, they don't realize that something as innocuous as rapid city basketball could Mm -hmm. result in something like that. Well, and not only like, Yes, I, I mean, I get that your daughter is very smart and she, yeah, she probably, she has her wits about her, but it's, They're how smarter. easy is it to get that, uh, what is the stun gun? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what right. they've done is to tase them and yeah, take them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it isn't a matter of, are you smart or are you not smart? You just, there's just safety in numbers. Right. Absolutely. And I think uh, at least Midwestern kids, you know, if somebody came up with like crutches and like, hey, could you help me put my groceries in the back of my white van? Anyway, anybody who's driving a white van. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Red flag. (laughs) But no, seriously, can you help me kind of thing? How many Midwestern kids would be like, Mm -hmm. sign me up. I'm right here. Let me do that. And then they're in the back of the van and there they go. Mm -hmm. Which I think was classic Ted Bundy, if I remember. Totally. Like his arm in a sling or something. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And he's he was very good looking and yes. very well dressed and charming and intelligent yeah, he didn't look like satan so they're like oh yeah yeah exactly. i think you're right in the midwest we're way too nice way too yes and we socialize I mean, our kids to be that you and I, but well yeah everybody else is nice but <laughs> but don't we socialize our kids to like you should help you should go the extra mile and right. you know it just seems like the polite thing to do and right. we're gonna have to rethink that as parents like yeah. if somebody uh, what i started telling my kids is if they're asking you for help instead of an adult Refer them to an adult. Sorry, catch the adult. Yeah. Why are they asking you for directions or right. to find their puppy? Find an adult. Yeah, I've had that talk with my kids where I tell them that, you know, somebody comes up to you and says that they need help with something. To say to them, I need to go ask my mom first. Mm-hmm. And so then I can come out and take care of it. Yep. And you don't have to try to work your way out of that. Just say, I got to talk to my mom first. Mm-hmm. I'm right. going to go get my mom. I'll be right back and then run. Mm-hmm. Right. Run. Yep. 
Hey, everybody, this is Brody, producer of Shrinkwrap. We'll get right back to the episode, but I just wanted to come to you for a hot second to tell you about The Rural Revolution. The Rural Revolution is a podcast where we talk to amazing people doing incredible things to make their small towns better. It's also available wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. If you're interested in more great content from the Pheasant Canteen Studio, check out The Rural Revolution wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop on Mondays. Now back to the episode. And what about the myth that if someone doesn't report it, obviously they were making it up. Right. Because if it was serious, wouldn't you just go to the police right away? Immediately. Immediately. Well, yeah, because I mean, going there and having somebody ask you a million questions over and over and over the same question in a different way Mm -hmm. over and over again doesn't feel like violating again. To be clear, is the police person's job. It is. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make it any, you know, it's not, they have to do their job. But but who, it is it's just overwhelming to have yeah. to relive it with somebody um so it, they don't have to you don't have to report it i right. mean yes in a in a perfect world yes we would like to have it reported so that we can prevent this person perpetrating on another person but you know sometimes it's just it's traumatic the right. whole process is traumatic and so i mean if you want to go to the hospital and still get a rape kit because maybe later on down the road you want to decide, maybe you will decide. Um, every state is different, but in South Dakota, if there is, um, if you want to go into the hospital and do a Jane, it's called a Jane Doe mm-hmm. and they'll do the rape kit and then they'll give you like a little card that, um, that will give you, you know, so the one day when you decide you want to report this, then you can take it to law so it's enforcement. it's like an ID number or something. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Give it to the officer and the officer then can go and get the be able to pull the kit and then they can go and have it analyzed. So why wouldn't just anybody, and I am going to, this is a loaded question because I've sat through this before. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't anybody go get a sexual assault kit done? Yeah. They're, they're, (laughs) you've ever witnessed one, you know, the answer traumatizing. I mean, cause it is, it's very invasive. I mean, you're, you're getting, you have to take all of your clothes off. Um, somebody is, they're combing your hair, your head on your hair, and then they got to get pubic hairs. They're pulling that out. Um, they're doing swabs of you everywhere. everywhere. It's just, it's so, um, yeah, there is, it is totally traumatic. Yeah. There, there's no easy way to do it. And every person, if, if you ever decide that this is what you want to do is to do a rape kit, you are allowed to have an advocate with you. Yeah. Hmm. And so if you need somebody, that's what resources like safe Harbor, that's what we do is we sit with a victim while they have a rape kit done or be interviewed with law enforcement. Yeah. That is your right. And I have sat through more than one sexual assault Mm -hmm. um, kit that was done. And there was one gal, um, she and I, I think I really was like, we were the perfect fit for this. We cracked jokes the entire time. Mm -hmm. And um, afterwards I'd stepped out for a moment and um, one of the people involved, um, professionals involved had said to me, what do you think's going on there? Cause she keeps cracking jokes. Mm-hmm. I said, she's freaked the F out of her mind. Mm-hmm. And this is her only way she can cope with it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this, this isn't funny. Yeah. Right. None of this is funny. It's distraction. But for her. she needs to just go away in her head. And I'm more than happy to go there with her mm-hmm. because that's easier than thinking about where that Q-tip's going next. Mm-hmm. And that, and you know, and that's the thing. Victim behavior is different with every, everybody, every person, because how, when I'm nervous, I probably laugh a little bit mm-hmm. because yeah. I'm nervous. Yeah. And that's probably what, you know, a victim may do. I mean, yeah, they're going through an inv- invasive procedure right now. Right. But yet they're laughing. Well, okay, well, it's because they're nervous. It's not, yeah. it has nothing to do that they are enjoying it or that they think it's funny. Yeah. Or they could nervous. be mute or, they, I mean, it could be anything. Right. So never judge a person off of their behavior because... It's that's not is what that is not going to be the telltale. Yeah. And, and I always think, especially if you've not had it done, 
Right. Like if you've never experienced it, then you can't judge how somebody's reacting mm-hmm. to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you are a victim and you're listening to this, I don't want this to dissuade you from getting the test no. because if we're going to stop serial rapists, mm-hmm. some brave women have to step forward to st- start collecting the DNA yep. so that we can stop people from doing this. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, those valuable. women are so brave to do that. And men, mm-hmm. I mean, yep. it's not mm-hmm. like men can't be raped. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I'm going to take it a step further and say, if you choose not to have one done, doesn't mean you're not brave. Exactly. Right. True. You know, just it's, surviving is yep, brave. You get to say mm-hmm. what you want to do. Yes. And that's whatever you choose is okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So Gina, I want to know from you as a person who deals with this day in and day out for 11 years, how do you separate? How do you not bring it home? I, when I went into social work, I knew that I couldn't work in like child protection because I need to live in a world where that doesn't happen every day. Mm -hmm. Um, this is all terrible stuff. And, uh, I just, I'm flabbergasted when any new story comes out. I'm like, how, how do men live this way? Like, I just Mm -hmm. don't understand it. Um, but I want to know for you personally, how do you, how do you keep yourself? You 11 years is a long time Mm -hmm. for this type of work. It really is. How do you do it? Well, I mean, I do take it home sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's inevitable and, and I cry. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably spend a little too much time sometimes thinking about it. Um, you know, I, I do go see a therapist, uh, not all the time, but I, I have when I've had some tough situations, I go to see a therapist because awesome. it's mm-hmm. re- it is really hard. I'm thinking of a situation right now. It's giving me a little teary. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is um, really hard. But it it's, um, I don't know. I just think I maybe have that personality because it's not for everybody. I don't think everybody could do this because it is, I mean, look at me right now. I'm not, yes. you guys have no, I'm like ready to yeah. start crying. And, and right. here's what I want to say about that. You, you know, I do see the tears in your eyes. Mm-hmm. You've been doing this 11 years and you know what that tells me? You are not jaded to it. Mm-hmm. You are not hardened to it. And mm-hmm. you still care so much deeply about the people that cross your door. Yeah, I do. I, and, and it's, you know, like you talked about my staff, my staff are amazing. They are. Um, they have done really, really well, uh, with everybody that they've worked with and, um, and they too have taken things home and, we have, um, we've implemented now that, uh, we have yoga for the staff that they can go, oh, to, nice. That's go to the, the yoga studio. Yep. And so they go and, and use that as part of their therapy. What a great and, idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, I mean, we rely on each other a lot and that's pr- another part of my therapy too, is that we have our little coffee talks. Mm-hmm. Coffee talk. <laughs> Do you yeah. guys find yourself using dark humor? I, obviously oh. I use dark humor horribly. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes. And it's not. And, and again, it's important to know if you ever hear somebody in a in a very tough field using dark humor. Mm-hmm. Nothing we're joking about is funny. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you don't joke about things, sometimes mm-hmm. your sanity is going to snap. Into it's you. a survival skill. It really and is. I know like when I had treated a child once who had been horribly sexually assaulted, I felt like literally there was and I know it's like do 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 do. But I had dark energy stuck in me. Oh, and yeah. it's like no matter how much I tried mm-hmm. to like cleanse it, mm-hmm. I knew. I needed help. And mm-hmm. so I went and got acupuncture. And mm-hmm. if you guys remember Dr. Smith, oh, he was trained so at Oxford, right? He was able in one session, it's like intuitively, he knew exactly what was going on. And that was the only thing that just got that moving again, where I yeah. felt like, okay, I'm back in the living world again, because mm-hmm. it can literally take you out of present reality in yeah. the sense that it's always in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. So if you need acupuncture, we do have a full-time acupuncturist here in town. Her name is uh, Larissa Kempf. She's at Medicine Rock Acupuncture, and she's fabulous. I have heard so many good yeah. things about her. Yeah, she is really, really good. Yeah. 
So and then and, and chocolate's good too. Chocolate well, is so and good. You know, and you know, opera cake is supposed to be super good. I mean, I'm not saying you should eat your feelings, but, <laughs> but Becky, it's delicious. Okay, you had sex with Jim, I think, in 1972. So if you had sex with him once, okay, all right, two seven, all right, whatever. <laughs> She's 15. So if you had sex once, shouldn't that mean that he can have sex with you again any old time he Don't wants you th- to? He would think that. <laughs> he would like to think that. No, he wouldn't like to think that because he's a lot like Brody where he doesn't understand how some of these men even function this way. Mm-hmm. Um, or I told Fran the story of um, my my son went to um, Grand Forks to visit a friend and he had met a couple of girls. And so I'm like, oh, how did that go for you? Did you get some numbers? And I'm like, did you hit on them and not necessarily hit that? <laughs> and he goes, we were all a little too intoxicated. And he's like, that's just not cool. Right. And I said, you know what, Jacob, I'm really proud of you. And he goes, mom, your bar's a little low. If rape is what makes you, the uh-huh. fact that I don't rape women makes you proud of me. But that's where the bar is. Yeah. That's what's so bananas. Like, I just, I don't understand it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm not saying that's where my bar is. But as your mom, I want to say, I appreciate the fact that you respect women in that way and yourself. Because mm-hmm. I think any self respecting man isn't going to do that. But sorry, I digress. Okay, no, but I that's don't. That's a powerful think... myth that if I yep. had sex yeah. with you once, then I should be able to have sex with you again and again and again whenever I want to. Right. Right. Yep. That's what the, that does happen. And that yeah. is not true. If just because, because you had sex before, doesn't mean that you have the right to have sex with that person again. Cause you know what? Maybe I had sex with you and it was awful, mm-hmm. absolutely horrible sex. And I don't ever want to have sex mm-hmm. with you again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm yep. just nice. And so I'm not going to tell you how awful it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah. and that person has the right to say, Nope, I don't want to do this today. And, or maybe I don't want to do it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I don't want to do it right now. Right. It's just absolutely. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about like, um, well, no, we didn't really talk about this yet. Men can get raped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big thing. And I think, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Gina, but I think some of the things out there are, well, they, he got an erection. Mm-hmm. So how much did he not like it right. if mm-hmm. he was able to get an erection? That is a normal response. The body is a normal response. Um, you know, just even like a female, if if there's lubrication, if they're, if they orgasm, if the... It does not mean that somebody wanted it. It was like, that's a normal response of the body. That's how your body is supposed to work. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that, did they still say, yes, I wanted this? Did they say that, were they acting in a way that said that they were enjoying that moment? Yeah. So yes, men can be raped. It just, yeah. Well, and what I, and I think when people think about men getting raped and maybe I'm just making this up, but I think a lot of people think about gay sex, Mm -hmm. like another man raping another man, which I'm sure happens. Mm -hmm. But I, I think when, when somebody says, oh yeah, she raped me. Oh dude, come on. Mm -hmm. You got some, like, why are you complaining? So my wife and I just talked about this the other day. So are you, did you guys watch Bridgerton? Yes, I have not. Oh, yes, I have watched Yeah, it. so the two main characters get together and they get married, but he really doesn't want to have kids. So whenever they have sex, he keeps pulling out. And so finally, it's like the season finale, yep. she gets on top mm-hmm. and won't get off. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, and my wife, uh, her, her, she was talking about it with one of her med school colleagues, and she's like, that's rape. Mm-hmm. Like, she sexually assaulted him. Mm-hmm. He, didn't, he obviously didn't want that. He has said that a million times. Right. And she subverted his will. That's mm-hmm. interesting, bro. 
accountability because that shows my, I'm the one bringing this up and here's my bias. I mm-hmm. never once considered that rape. I didn't mm-hmm. think about it. I didn't think about right. it twice. I mean, it's a fit. This that, is also the story where he kissed her and then they had to have a duel to the death to defend her honor. So I'm not saying this is the end all be all of moral right, judgment, right. but yes. it's as an example. It's right. interesting yeah. though that I'm aware of this, but even watching that show, I didn't go, oh, she's, you know, taking, you know, she's not respecting his boundaries mm-hmm. at the very least. It's yep. a good point. Yeah. But I do think a lot of perpetration happens female to younger male, whether it's, you know, the proverbial older teacher, it can be your mother, mm-hmm. it can be, you know, female figures in foster care. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard it many, many yes. times over mm-hmm. the years. And another thing to just clarify a little bit, sexual assault doesn't have to be just penetration of a penis right. and a vagina. Mm-hmm. It can be, you know, any penetration, any kind any. of penetration, any kind of, it, that is sexual assault. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be... Or touching or fondling. It doesn't even mm-hmm. have to be penetration right. to be sexual right. assault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it does. It could be objects as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we talk a little bit more about why people don't report? Other than they don't want to do the whole rape kit mm-hmm. thing. But why else would they not want to report? Um, for, fear of people not believing them. Fear of um, people of retaliation, either from the perpetrator or people from the, the perpetrator knows. Um to, it could just be so many, there are so many barriers as to why they wouldn't do it. It's, um, you know, I think those are probably the bigger ones really mm-hmm. where they just don't feel like they're going to be believed mm-hmm. and that there could be retaliation that, um, you know, they've been sexually assaulted in the past and the case didn't get handled well at that time. So why bother doing it again? I've because... seen people that just wanted to forget about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I just want to pretend it never happened yep. and that's what I'm going to do, which without mental health therapy doesn't really work very well. Right. Mm-hmm. But I can understand the the wanting to mm-hmm. just pretend it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And depending on the age of the child, you know, or the victim, if, mm-hmm. the, if the perp has threatened them, like I'm going to have to go to prison if you tell mm-hmm. people, or I'm going to hurt your mother if you tell people. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of those threats keep children silenced mm-hmm. for years. That's why statues of limitations are so important mm-hmm. that you give people time and it can take decades mm-hmm. for them to finally not only remember what happened, but to then be able to speak about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yes. Hey, before takeaways, can I ask you one more question? Yeah. When we're talking about sexual assault in South Dakota, what is the legal age difference? Like if somebody mm. gives consent, like what's the legal age of consent? And then when it's considered statutory rape or rape or whatever. Well, 16 is the age of consent. Okay. And so that would be like if there was a 18 year old having sex with a 15 year old, mm-hmm. um, that would still, that would be considered statutory rape. Okay. Um, because a 15 year old isn't old enough to, isn't old enough to give consent. Okay. But if the 16 and 18, if 16 year old, then yes, that person is age of consent. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. That's really, is that relatively new? Yes. I think it was like uh, four years ago, five years ago. I don't know. I might have that wrong, but it's somewhere in there. Okay. Within the last 11 years. (laughs) Okay. There you go. That's close enough. Good enough. Close enough for government work. (laughs) So we've talked a lot about, you know, how to talk to your kids. Um, I want to hear from you who I consider an expert in the field. Um, And I want to give Holly Strand a shout out because I've attended quite a few workshops Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. Safe Harbor's put on where Holly has spoken and she's out in Rapid City now, I believe. Mm -hmm. And she does a great job speaking about children and how to advocate for children and what Mm -hmm. to look for. Um, and what do you, how, what do you want to, what do you want us as parents 
as I want, adults. I would love to see parents um, teaching your children the anatomical names for their body parts. Mm-hmm. You have boobs, breasts, vagina, penis, all of that. Um, having those discussions about what those are. And, and I mean, it, it, it's kind of, I mean, like my kids were hilarious when they were learning, when we were talking about some of those parts, like one day we were out riding bikes and they're singing songs about girls have a vagina and boys have a penis. And, <laughs> And I swear we are weirdos. Our kids are just yeah, set up I'm for like, life. But I loved it. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm yeah. like, yeah, preach to the world. Yeah, that's that's right. But, um, you know, it's important to, to know that they know those names yeah. because Lord forbid, if anything ever happens, that they could be something happens to them where somebody has done something right. to them. They have the right terminology. They have the right terminology. And that, you know, then because then if it's something like, well, they touched my peach. Mm-hmm. Well, what is a peach? Right. Then, then we got a whole other investigation. I'm trying assuming to figure your out, like, butt, but I don't even oh, know that. Yeah, who knows? I got to tell you. It could you, be your vagina. Could it be your butt? Could it be? Uh, yeah. Okay, so I got to tell you this. So I, of you know, counselors, psychologists, this is what we do in our free time. We teach our kids the, pri- the names of their private parts. So I have my daughter who's five. She was birthed as a 35-year-old woman. <laughs> and my niece is coming over and she's telling us that her mommy's pregnant and she's going to have a baby boy and it's going to come out my sister-in-law's belly button. <laughs> and Camille, I look at her and she's just disgusted. Like, and she looks over at her, her cousin and she's like, uh, it comes out the vagina, <laughs> which apparently is a cross between pajamas and a vagina. So I failed somewhere along the line. My wife, who's obviously an OBGYN said, uh, she was talking with our six year old the other day and I'm like, please don't go there. Please don't go there. Please don't go there. And she's like, well, yeah, babies come out the vagina. And she's like, what? And that was luckily the end of it because she's six, but it's, we're, we're towing that line where we're going to have to do that soon. And it's just my, my 10 year old, she, unfortunately she, um, saw some things on the internet. And so she's, Mm. so we've had a lot of discussion about what sex is. And, um, one day she asked me because about periods and what it's like. And she's asked me, and she's like, why do you have to have that? And I said, well, it's kind of, it's like the woman's body getting ready that, that they can have babies. And she said, oh, so you and dad had sex so that after you had your period so that you could have me and, and Tiger and Lula or Alexandra. And I'm like, well, yep. And she said, but you don't do that anymore. You guys don't no. have sex anymore. I'm like, um. Brody's only had it three times. Oh my gosh. Trying to to navigate that. Yes, you only have sex with your husband. (laughs) When they get older, you can navigate that differently, but for right now. (laughs) And she always asks me these questions like right before you got to leave for work Mm -hmm. or school. You know, it's always, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I don't want to just leave it. No. Because, you know, then she's going to ask her teacher. Well, because that's how we got in trouble last time is that we were trying to like, and then that's how she got saw some things that she shouldn't have because she Googled oh, it. because she Googled mm. it. Oh. She wanted to know. Yeah. yeah. Freaking mm-hmm. Google. So we've yeah. learned that we need to address it right away. Oh, my Atlanta. <laughs> All right. Let's Gina, sorry. thank you. It is, no, it has been <laughs> absolutely fabulous. I warned you that even though we talk about serious stuff, we just can't stay serious ever. So thank you for joining yeah, thank us you today. For having me. I just sharing your expertise and just um, letting us know how we can better support people. Mm-hmm. And before you go, um, please tell our listeners if somebody if they or somebody they know needs help, how can they get a hold of you? So if you um, are in the Aberdeen or we serve seven counties, we have Brown, Campbell, Day, Edmonds, Marshall, McPherson and Potter counties. And we do have an advocate that goes out to all of those areas. So 
if you're looking for resources or if you just have questions about everything that we discussed today and, and trying to figure navigate whatever is going on in your personal life, you can give us a call at 605-226-1212. Um, we are not therapists, but we will refer you to a, a wonderful therapist that we have here in our community. Do you guys do um, education? Like if I want you to come mm-hmm. present to my classroom, my yep. workplace, whatever. Yep. We do education on safe dates um, and, okay. and um, bystander intervention. We have... I don't know. We have lots awesome. of education that we can do for, I mean, talking about child abuse, child um, sexual abuse. Yeah. yeah. Are you partnered with enoughabuse.org in yep. South Dakota? Yep, okay. We are. Okay, great. Are. So that's awesome. And that's mm-hmm. another resource for people, enoughabuse.org, okay. that do go out and give all kinds of free trainings that's about fantastic. for kids, for teachers, mm-hmm. for counselors, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm serious. Thank you very <laughs> yes, much, Gina. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I appreciate and, uh, it. We're your shrinks. And that's a wrap. <laughs>